how to be awesome at having patience with kids. Today, I have my very first guest and a very special guest to give us perspective on this topic, my nine-year-old daughter, Stella. If there's one lesson I've learned the most in the last few years, it's about letting my kids have their own voice be heard and having it be important too. So I've got a kid here today as we talk about being patient with our kids and how we can work together so we don't lose our cool with our kids. We're going to talk about how we take a brain break in our house when we need it and we come back when we're in a better state of mind and lots of other tips and hacks. We're talking all about being patient with those little humans who sometimes take 15 minutes to get in the car. So take a deep breath as we dive into having patience with our kids. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Okay, so here we go. How to have patience with kids. I have Stella here. Hello, Stella. Hi. <laughs> By the way, that's how Stella says hi all the time. Hi. <laughs> it's very cute. So we are talking about how to have patience with kids. How about patience with kids who won't move on to the next step or won't get where they need to be? This honestly is where I get the most frustrated, like get in the car for school, come sit down for dinner, time to brush your teeth. This is where I definitely have the most frustration and I need to tell myself to be patient during these times. And this is how I do it. I used to lose my cool more often than I do now. And I think really the switch that happened for me is a couple things. I started listening to my kids and letting them tell me their perspective on things. And I realized a lot of times when I thought I was being, you know, patient and cool and collected, their perspective was that I wasn't actually. And the second thing is I kind of have this mantra that I say in my head now. I tell myself, whatever's happening around me, whatever is happening that makes me just want to completely lose my patience, I tell myself, I will not let this break me. I will not lose my cool. This is not going to break me down. That's like my little pep talk. And I feel like it's really, I feel like it's really, really worked. The other thing that we do in our house is we take a brain break. Stella, brain break. Sometimes I tell you to take a beat, huh? Mm -hmm. I feel like when I take a brain break, it just helps me calm down and regroup so I don't lose it and then like lose a toy or lose an object and I feel like parents say it for a reason they just say it so like they don't want you to get in trouble so I feel like they say it for a reason and I feel like they say it to help you actually yes and it help, it, help, it um it also helps you take a like it also helps you like 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 become centered yeah, like, and also learn better how to, like, not lose your cool and how to do mindfulness better. Yeah. So the way we do it, like, in practicality in our house is I usually will have the kids, like, walk around the corner. So say one of my kids flips out or loses it or yells or some response that isn't ideal for the situation, I have them walk around the corner. So they're out of sight from the rest of us or from me, whoever's there, and I tell them to take a brain break and come back. 
Do not come back until you're ready and you're in a better state of mind. And I feel like that really helps. And in a way, it kind of is giving them a second chance. So it's kind of telling them, like, you're right, Stella, instead of just like getting you in trouble instantly, it's kind of like a little second chance. I also feel like they they do this because if you just automatically lash out, they're going to be like, your your brain automatically says, because your brain's programmed to say like, oh, I'm allowed to do this. This is fine. But even though you know, oh, I made a big mistake, you have to tell your brain that. Be like, brain, I made a big mistake. And I feel like it's even nice. I mean, it doesn't fix the problem, but it is just nice to say, I am sorry. I was just having a bad second or I just lost my cool because I got angry and I just showed it out on you and it's my fault. I just feel like showing the person that you really, like, really meant, like, this was a mistake, I'm sorry, shows a lot of, like, help and like it just makes it the problem a little bit better absolutely I think you're exactly right and I think that it gives you a chance to it gives you a second chance and it lets you kind of recalibrate in your mind and a second chance before having a punishment and so for me that's huge because I want to give you I want to give you another chance to kind of figure it out and then if you're not able to um, kind of re get in a better state of mind and have a better reaction or, you know, act better, then we have to get on to consequences. But I like not, I like allowing you to take a deep breath and give it a second thought before giving you a punishment. What do you think? I think that's a great idea because sometimes when I was like littler, I used to be like, Oh, Oh, like I'm going to do this, but I like I forgot that you said no or like you said don't do that and like I would always get in like I wouldn't get a second chance and I'd be like oh I'm sorry I forgot or like kind of what you said yeah it gives you another opportunity to to revisit it and even though it does suck to get a punishment and go around the corner, mm-hmm. it also helps you in your future. And one of our models that motto, motto, my saying at school yeah. is mm-hmm. be kind to yourself, be kind to your future self, and be kind to you. And it basically just represents you should be kind to you now, you should be kind to you to the future, you should you should be kind to everyone around you and just be kind to you and everyone else around you. And I feel like if that also includes like happiness, like if you like are happy and don't let anything get in your way, I feel like it just helps people around you. And yeah, and that, and that connects to happiness and like just showing people that, you aren't bad and that helps you like timeouts they do help you and then it learns you in the future when you get older in your 20s and 30s <laughs> sorry <laughs> um you just, then you get smarter because you knew you knew from your like 10s yeah. I love it totally right and in the same way that I have my kids take a brain break 
I actually take a brain break too. And sometimes it's literally just like taking a deep breath if it's not something major or something that's super upsetting, or I'll literally walk around out of sight and take a quick brain break before I decide on the consequence. So say they pushed it, they couldn't correct their action, and then I need to have some sort of consequence or you know a threat of a consequence or some sort of punishment. I've really found that if I react while I'm heated, I throw out a consequence that's either too harsh or a consequence that I'm not actually going to execute, which, and consistency is key. We have to stick to what we say. So if you're throwing out the consequences when you're so heated, it's likely going to be something drastic and not something that you're going to really accept. Like, you know, I'm so mad at you. You have no TV for a month when probably that's not the appropriate response. And I never want to say something that I'm not going to stick to. So get neutral is my key before I give out any consequences. So I take a brain break or I take a beat or I just take a quick moment to just like blow it out, whatever is frustrating when, you know, when the kids are really testing my patience and I get neutral before I give the consequence. And then for the consequence, I try to make it something that is unpleasant for them. So it's something that they remember and they don't want to go through again, but I try to make it something, you know, for most, for most things, of course, if it's something more extreme, it'll be a more extreme punishment for most things. I try to make it uncomfortable, but a short period of time. So that way it's realistic. I stick to it. They feel the pain and then we can all kind of, and then we can all kind of move on. I think it's also really important to be very attuned to where your kids are developmentally and being realistic about their age and about what they're capable of, what they're capable of at their age. And you know who taught me this? Stella. One day I was going really hard on Stella about something. Like I was just going hard on her. I was like, this is unacceptable. And she stopped me and she said, mom, do you realize I've just been on earth for nine years and I'm still figuring it out? And I was like, whoa, Stella, you're right. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. It's interesting, right? Yeah. I feel like now I sort of kind of regret it because I sort of said it in a mean way. I kind of <laughs> said, like, Mom, I've been here for nine years. Um, I feel like I could have said it, like, Mom, I've been here for nine years. I'm still learning and de- developing. Yeah. But, you know, you taught me something in that moment because you made me stop and think, you know what? Nine years is not very long to be on this earth, as you said, and you can't know everything and you can't do everything, you know, perfectly the first time out, right? Mm-hmm. And I, like, for example, like, when we were, like, two or, like, four, we did not know as many words that, like, that we know now. Yeah. Because we've, like, learned school and we've just learned a lot more over the years. So obviously, you know more than me. So speaking back of punishments, like you know more than me, so you will know better punishments. Like I would give you, if I was like a mom right now and I was about to give you like a punishment, I would probably say like like a ridiculous number. And like obviously you would have not done that because you've learned, developed. Mm -hmm. And I was your first child or child yeah proper english stella (laughs) (laughs) and uh you were still learning too and i because since i was your first child i feel like 
you are still learning with me, even though you had Presley and Parker. Mm -hmm. I feel like you still learn with me and then show it off with them and me. I feel like you really share the thing. You started off with me, and I really love how you all share with them, and you just respect everyone for that. So sweet, Kelly. Let's talk about babies. Babies can be so frustrating, right? But we have to realize they're babies. And they're so cute. They're so cute. But I feel like especially as new moms or as a mom with young ones, it's so easy to get frustrating because they can get frustrated. They scream and they cry and they're, you know, it's just so easy. It's like, how many hours can I have a screaming child in my face? But I think just thinking of realizing that they're such little humans and they have their own feelings and emotions and whatever else is going on. And this is when I do my pep talk. I'm telling you, you just tell yourself, this is not going to break me. And having perspective is so important. Like, you know, sometimes it's like, this is a complete hot mess of a situation or a hot mess of a house right now. But in the big picture, I have perspective and we're all good right now. Everything's good. Everyone's healthy. We're all present. So let's take a deep, deep, deep breath and realize it could be so much worse and we will get through this and it's okay. So we've got to be patient with the babies, even though they can often be the most frustrating of the little ones. Yeah. And I, I usually get frustrated at my brother. Like today I got frustrated because he broke one of my Legos that I've been working on for like a day and it's like this cool little boat thing and Parker loves boats but Legos are so easy to break because they're babies well Parker he doesn't really chew on a lot of stuff so I wasn't worried about that but I was like mad at him because he broke something that like like I spent a long time on and how did you handle it did you lose your cool or were you cool about it I lost my cool a little because I was mad and I was missing some pieces but then I eventually, but he does this puppy eye, and I'm like, okay, fine, I'm sorry. <laughs> he did the puppy eye. Who taught him the puppy eye? I think Presley. Isn't it funny that he puts that trick back on you guys? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm sorry. He, he does the puppy eye. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Look what I've done. Because when I feel like when kids like they feel they like go they either do like a sad face or they do puppy eyes. It just shows, like, it's so sad, and then it makes you rethink about it. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, what, what, I, what did I do? I feel so bad now. I made a baby sad. No, let's not make the baby sad. <laughs> let's talk about listening. Over, over the years, I have learned to listen more, and I thought I was listening, like, in my younger years of being a parent. I thought I was really always listening to my kids and making their voice be important. But then I actually realized that a lot of times I wasn't. I want them to know that I want to know how they feel. And sometimes I thought I was being patient with them. But then when I talked to them, they actually thought I wasn't. And then when I heard their explanation of the same situation, I could totally see their point. You know how when you're in the situation, you think that you're handling it right, but when someone else tells you their perspective and kind of plays the scenario back from their perspective, it makes you see it from their side. So I want to just make sure that I'm listening and that my kids feel like they're being heard. And I also want them to feel like they can be them. 
I don't want them to feel like I'm micromanaging everything they do. And I'm just, you know, hurting around the three of them like cattle. And I just, I don't want my kids to be the the version of themselves that, that I want them to be. I want them to be the versions of themselves that, that they want to be, if that makes sense. So I think just listening, overall listening for patients and listening for what's important to them and listening to their perspective on different things that happened or disagreements or disputes, making their voice be as important as anybody else's. I can, over the years, I have seen lately you've like changed a lot. Oh, have I? (laughs) And you've been way nicer. And I feel like a couple, like when I was six or seven, I used to think like, oh, mom's not being very nice often. I used to say that to myself. But now when I'm eight and nine, I've really realized that you've actually really tried and tried to make it difference you've you've been trying to be kinder and you've really I I feel like it also includes because I'm getting older I'm actually realizing a lot more stuff that you do for us and I just feel like obviously it would I'm like I just said I'm getting older so I notice and I notice more and I'm like I just learn more stuff over years and how people can make like differences and all these cool things in the world like a couple um like like how people have made an impact in our lives today um and I just feel like you make a huge impact in me Presley's Parker's and even dad's life my fourth child (laughs) (laughs) you just show joy to everyone in our family oh that's so sad that's so nice of you and you know one thing I really try to do kind of in the same in the same thought of letting their voice be heard and letting them be them I try to give them options but appropriate options so this way I feel like they aren't testing my patience as much because I'm not always spitting exactly what they need to do with them so I'm giving them choices, but they're all appropriate choices. So do you want to do this first or, or this first? And so both options are okay with me, but then they have a choice because especially, you know, we get busy and we're trying to move on to the next step. And especially in the evening times when we're tired and we're trying to get through dinner and baths and bedtime and stories or finishing up homework or whatever it is, it's just so easy to to spit off all the orders of everything that needs to happen. And I feel like that's when I've learned that my kids become more frustrated and they test my patience. It's easy for me to, you know, lose my cool more. So I felt like kind of reverse engineering the whole thing and giving my kids more options. So it's not a dictatorship. It's not about like commands and controls, but it's also not a free for all either. You know, I just think this is such a precious part of having children is they make us be present and they challenge us to figure these things out and be the best versions of ourselves and, you know, keep keep pushing forward to figure out all these kind of little quirks and accept our children for who they are and get rid of in our minds who we're trying to kind of craft them to be, let them have a voice and give them options. And definitely this brings more chaos to the house than just having them do exactly what you want them to do, your every command and control. 
Um, but it brings life to the house too, you know, in a way. And so I just feel like I'd rather have a little bit of chaos and a little bit of messiness or a lot of messiness and have them feel like their voice is being heard. They're allowed to be themselves. And they also are given options. They're not always just told what they need to do. What do you think, Stella? What do you think about having options versus being told everything to do? Well, this kind of goes to what we were also doing earlier in the afternoon. We were like, you, she, like, my, our mom, she usually writes, like, little stuff on the board, like, okay, you have to read with me for 30 minutes. Then, and she gives us, like, a checklist. So we get to choose what we want to do first, what we want to do last. And then she also gives us a, a, a reward at the end. So we have something to look forward to. Like, usually me and Presley's reward is to go on our phones. Because we like playing with our friends on our phones. But also, we have to work up to that. And like, I feel like this also kind of goes with chores. But it's just a funner way to do chores. And instead of being parents telling you, okay, now do this, do that. And then at the very end, once you're pooped out, being like, okay, now you can get your phone. Like, you wanted to know that really before, really. And I just feel like it's cool to have a checklist because you're like, ooh, now this is my favorite part. I get to do this next. Yeah, and you know what to expect, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, it, it kind of shows your personality a little bit. Like, oh, I, I like this. And I kind of show your personality, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So you still get done what you need to get mm-hmm. done, whether it's, helping around the house or helping with your siblings or doing your reading or your learning or you're brushing your teeth, yeah. whether any of those things, you feel like you have a little bit of freedom, right? Do you feel like you have freedoms and you're able to make your own choices? Yeah. I feel like that we get older. I have more freedom and I just feel like starting off with a little bit of freedom when you're like five and then start growing that freedom is really good. And I feel like, but I also feel like having your own, like your kids having their own like special moments, like I kind of feel like I wish I had a special moment when I get to sit in the middle seat instead of waiting for Presley to be old enough to sit in the middle seat because now I have to wait for her to sit into the middle seat. So I In the car? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like siblings you kind of want to have a little more freedom mm-hmm. because usually you all um like it's not just you but like every you kind of everyone like the oldest one has to wait until the other ones get up to that station mm-hmm. to be able to like do do stuff the same and I feel like the older kids should just be able to do it first and it's also better for because the little kids got get get like a guide, get it like yes. a little kind of like a booklet to like flip through and be like, oh, so this is how you do this. I love that. So what do you think, Stella? We're almost wrapping up here. What do you think about when you when you start to lose your cool, both parents and kids? Do you think this would help if we together and people listening? did this little talk to ourselves. If we said, I will not let this break me. I will not lose my cool. This is not going to break me down. Do you think that would work? Yes. I feel like this also kind of connects and like saying this, 
this episode connects to a lot of things, but it also kind of connects to world peace. Like if really, how so? Like if everyone's like, I won't let someone like say someone hurts your feelings that day. I won't let them get in my way. I won't let them ruin my day. Yeah. I'll just not ignore them, but like ignore what they said earlier mm-hmm. and just act like they didn't say anything. They just said something nice. I yeah. feel like. That also kind of connects to like that little motto. Yeah, Stella, that's so that's so smart. You took it to a deeper level than I did. Anytime something pushes you to where you feel like you're going to have a reaction that you don't want to have, whether it's losing your cool or whether it's lashing out or yelling or saying something rude to someone who says something rude to you, you are exactly right. You can say the exact same thing. I will not let this break me. I will not lose my cool. This is not going to break me down. Stella, you took it to another level that I didn't even get to. You might have to actually take over this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It might happen. What a fun talk. Thank you, Stella, so much for joining me and for being my first guest here. I am so proud of you. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) And thank you guys for listening. I hope this podcast helped you take a step back and remember how important it is to be patient with our kids. It's just so important for their happiness and for your relationship with them and just that overall feeling and the vibe in your home. As hard as it can be at times, I think it's one of the most important things we need to master as parents and always be working on. So cheers to having patience, even when your kids won't get out of the damn car. (laughs) I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.